to tear the walls and be dicks there. Like, imagine that. Every home I've ever worked in has just a phallic symbol on the inside of every single piece of wood in that house. Thank you, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's great though, guys. It is. It's, it's weird. Like I work That's a good dog. The dog. Give it up for the dog, people. Give it up for the dog. And what's the dog's name? Barley? Barley. I fucking love that. It's my favorite type of whiskey. All right, guys. It's fun, though. What else is going on with me? Um, I have a dad joke that I wrote because that's where my comedy's going. Um, what do you call the Native American ghost I just jabbed my finger with? Pocahontas. I like that one, guys. This is fun. I work for my father. That's how I do the carpenter stuff. It's where you work for your dad. Like, you, want to, you know what it's like if you get working for your dad? You ever get fired and grounded on the same day? You know? Like, I lost my allowance and severance pay. It's weird, though. He, he broke his, um, he fell off of scaffolding, and he actually broke his leg, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And it's weird when that happens. It's like, you know, he's supposed to be at home, you know, not working, but he still wants to come to work and makes me wheel him in in a fucking wheelchair through a job site, and he's complaining to me about why the job site's not handicap acceptable, and I'm going, motherfucker, you made it, all right? It's weird, though. Like, he, he's, he's, he's hounding me. He's constantly hounding me, like, saying, like, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. Like, you know how rewarding it was as a son to be fed up with your father and just wheel him into a corner and put him on timeout. Oh, it's beautiful. You guys are looking at me like, what the fuck? No, it's fun. Try it. All right? I put a dunce cap on him, which was an extraction cone. He was not happy with that shit. It's fun, though, though. It is. It's right. He's an Irish accent. Like, why do all carpenters have an Irish accent? There's no joke there. It's just a fucking frame of thought. This is going to be great, guys. It is. I, um... Let's do this one. I think all first names, when you meet somebody for the first time and I tell you first name, I think it takes away all semblance of um, classiness away from the person when you meet him for the first time. Does that make sense? Like, think about it. Every father-in-law is just a guy named Todd. All right? It's, it's weird. Like, Roosevelt, he's on Mount Rushmore. All right? He's one of the greatest American citizens of all time. He preferred to be called Teddy over Theodore because that sounded more professional. He was a military unit a leader. So at one point in time, you can call the leader of the free world Colonel Teddy of the Rough Riders. That's a name of a power bottom furry on Grinder. <laughs> it's weird. Like, it's weird. Like, think about Santa Claus. What's the difference between these two sentences? Santa climbed down my chimney last night and left me presents, or a man named Chris performed the felony of breaking and entering, wearing nothing but a tracksuit that Carol DeVille would wear if she was an extra on the set of The Sopranos. Weird though, guys. Christmas is coming up soon. Like, I just realized that. That's a, that's a Christmas themed joke for you guys. That's a, that's a Santa Claus pedophile Christmas themed joke, people. Yeah. You know, people, I think that's going to be my cold open. Everybody, give a round of applause for all the comics in the room. We're going to have a great time. This first comic coming up. I love him. Ian Levy, everybody. Hello, everyone. Okay, here we go. Here are my jokes. Uh, what's going on with me? I, uh, when I was younger, uh, I, I didn't have any opinions when I was a kid. I don't know if anyone relates to this. I just, whatever my dad's opinions were, were just my opinions. I just didn't, no, I, I didn't care what my mom was thinking. Just not the, you know, my dad, it was because my mom, the love was unconditional. My dad, I was like, I'm on thin ice here. So I better, you know, I better just agree with him on whatever he likes. So. You know, you're just trying to form something. I remember he took me when I was a kid to see the movie Spy Kids. Uh, and my dad, uh, when we were walking out, he was like, what did you think? And I was like, it was good. And he went, really? And I was like, 
it was bad and he's like it was bad i was like oh okay i i thought i liked it but i i, I didn't know i was just we're all dead okay good i love the okay oh <laughs> 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 uh, dear i yeah my dad i don't know he, he's very as a kid i was like I, do we like spy movies he's like no we like french new wave and italian neorealism and i'm like okay good to know i said nah, that's what i like now so it rubs off uh, what else is going on with me? Uh, I've been going on uh, a lot, a lot of a lot of Tinder dates. Too many. You kind of mix up conversations you've had with people because you start to have the same conversation over and over again. It's just hit the point where I just have to pretend like I just just act confident, you know, act like I didn't mess up. Where I was talking to this girl, uh, and uh, you know, I have to be like, I'm pretty sure you're a nurse, you know, and she's like, well, that's not what I do for a living. Is you know, okay, yeah, this is dumb. Uh, I have other jokes where I mentioned I'm homeschooled. I've talked about being homeschooled before. Uh, being homeschooled, there's a lot of parts that I think are actually pretty similar to school. That like uh, people always ask if I had friends. I had friends. You know, I, I, there are other homeschool kids. You'd hang out uh, every Tuesday at a park. It was called Park Day. We'd just go hang out with all the cool homeschool kids. Uh, and I think a lot of it is similar of like with homeschoolers, just like any other group of school. You know, there's like cool kids, like a clique that you try to fit in with. So I, I had to do the same thing. Like I remember showing up the first day, I had on like my Nikes and stuff, and I just didn't realize they had different fashion senses. Homeschoolers, you know. I got there and like all the cool homeschoolers were like barefoot with you know tie dye shirts and macaroni necklaces. I was like, ah oh, man, I'm not fitting in at all. I got a and I had Air Force Ones. They're all about the Air Force Nuns, right? Okay, we're having fun. That's so good. Yeah, no, I hate it too. It's okay. Yeah, it's all good. It's very. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i thought i was being all hip you know i did drugs and like we don't do drugs the cool kids at homeschool and do play magic the gathering so that's what they yeah, okay yeah yeah i did actually play a lot of magic the gathering uh it's true um i mean i'm in this weird position i found is that oh i, I think i was yeah yeah I, I was lit wait which which way is okay well now i'm confused you know uh i think that, that's probably my time so i'll, I'll just get off okay Give it up for Ryan Levine. Hell yeah, what up, what up? Uh, I, I was on the bus and uh, I watched some guy log into his uh, bank account. And I was like, well, I gotta check this out. And um, <laughs> dude had $300 in his bank account. I was like, what are you doing on the bus with Uber money, bro? Get out there. Express yourself. <laughs> All right. Uh, COVID or herpes? I'm getting one in 2022, okay? And I have COVID, ladies, so let's talk. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> people, uh, pe people are always talking about how, how men these days are, um, are really lazy. Uh, I don't know if they say that, but I wrote this joke this way. Um, they always say men are lazy, but like I don't think we're lazy. We're just tired because we actually have to make women come now. So, <laughs> yeah, take that, previous generation. What, are you guys just walking around, or you want to come in? You can bring dogs in here. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, come on in. Just uh, uh, yeah. 
that that'll be twenty each. Um, take a seat. Take a seat. Welcome. To, uh, hell yeah, we got rich people dogs in the building. That's great, man. That's those are uh, those are prize dogs. I think you know those dogs have no utility. Um, anyways, uh, um. Uh, uh, yeah, I uh, you know comedy is just not always fun. Obviously, um, and I, uh, this isn't even the worst of it. You know, I did a private show recently, a private gig for my family, and uh, yeah, it didn't go that great. They weren't big fans of my comedy. Also, tough crowd, super white. Um, but <laughs> they uh, they had two main complaints about my comedy. They said I was too crass and ruined Thanksgiving, but. It wasn't all bad. It paid pretty good. Stole 40 bucks from my aunt. So, um, yeah, no, I, that's a joke. I really wouldn't do that to my I love my aunt. It's her fucking sister I can't stand. Um, right? Bad mom, worst roommate. That's what I've always said. Um, yeah. Uh, I do live with my mom, which is pretty, it's all, yeah, well, you know, we, we saw you. Um, I uh, I live with my mom. It's a whole. It's it sucks. It's a whole thing. I've been trying to get rid of her, but tenant laws in this fucking town are crazy. Um, uh, I um, I found out recently my my ex girlfriend is dating someone new, which is always kind of a bummer to find out. It turns out she's dating a professional skateboarder. So yeah, middle yeah middle school me would be devastated. Um, uh, adult me, also pretty sad. Um, <laughs> should have seen me when I heard the news. It was like, oh, his pants are how baggy? <laughs> All right. I think that's enough for me. Good night, guys. You guys would like this next comment coming up? All right, I have um, um, everybody. Give me one clap, just one. Give me two. Turn that into applause for John Lee Appleseed, people. All right, thank you guys. Okay, so uh, John Lee Appleseed—that's a nickname that my friends gave me a while ago when I was really young. Uh, I like the name. Uh, it helps to differentiate me from other John Lees. There are a fuck ton of John Lees out there. It's a pretty popular name. It's kind of basic. I remember when I found out that it was a popular name, I was kind of pissed. Like I was in elementary school and I looked around, there were four other John Lees. So I asked my mom, why'd you name me John, you know? And she said, uh, I named you John because in Hebrew, John means a gift from God. Okay, and that, I was psyched about that. and. Gave, gave more meaning to my life. I was telling all my friends. And then I got older and asked my mom again. I said, why did you name me John? And she said, oh, well, me and your dad, we were learning English, and it was one of the only names in the textbook. That's kind of why where it came from, you know? Yeah. And uh, so yeah, it kind of bummed me out. kind of fucked me up a little bit this whole time. I thought I was named after something really beautiful, but really just a product of lazy-ass immigrants once again. Uh, and I should have known that they were lying too, because my parents are Korean. What do they know about Hebrew? Why didn't I, why didn't I suspect that? Um, so I, uh, I, I grew up Korean. Well, I'll continue to grow up Korean. <laughs> but uh, growing up Korean means that I heard a lot of shit about Japanese people growing up. There's kind of a tense relationship between Korean people and Japanese people. And uh, I remember one night my mom was tucking me into bed. 
And uh, she said, John, do you want to hear a story? And I was really young, right? And so I said, yeah, mom, what, what, what's the story? And she says, a long time ago, Japanese people uh, ran an experiment on Korean moms and their kids. I'm like, okay, that's cool, mom. And she would go, oh, so what they used to do is they would take Korean moms and their kids and they'd put them in a room where there's a hot plate on the, on the floor. And they would turn on the hot plate and see what the moms would do. And at first, the moms would hold up their kids so that they could hide them from the pain or from the, the heat coming from below. But eventually, it got so hot and the pain got so excruciating that the mothers would put their kids on the hot plate and start stepping on them so that they could avoid the pain themselves. Fucked up shit, right? It's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, you said it, man. And uh, I, uh, you know, she, she told me, John, they would do this experiment until both the mother and the child died. Good night, you know? <laughs> and so I'd have to, like, sit there in bed, and I'd be terrified, you know, shivering, scared, but not of Japanese people, but of my mom. Because I knew if it ever came down to it, she would use me as her fucking hot plate Korean baby slippers, you know? <laughs> and I didn't like that. It kind of scared me a little bit. Uh, I was uh, I was in Noe Valley the other day. I was going for a walk, um, and uh, a couple of these, like, woke panhandlers came at me, you know? They said, sir, can you help us stop white supremacy, right? And I was in a rush. I was trying to go home, take a shit or something. And so I just said, uh, no, sorry, not today, right? And uh, they called out after me, and they said, but sir, don't you love black culture? Kind of put me on the spot, you know? And I had already said my default answer. I don't have any of the default answers. So I just said, nope, sorry, not today. <laughs> made it sound like I was chose to be racist that day. You know, come 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 again to come tomorrow. You know, all right. That was my time. Thanks, guys. John Lee Appleseed, everybody, keep it going for him. God bless the Koreans, right? Later, Orion. We'll all miss you so dearly. Okay, I'm also your host. I'm Ian Langlands. It's good to be here. Kelly Evans is talking over me. It's okay. No one likes him anyway, right, Kelly? Okay. Um, too much ruckus going on. I, uh, what do you guys think of this new pope? Do people have opinions on this pope? People really seem to like him. Um, but did you guys know that the pope can just call the shots on what is and is not a sin anymore? Isn't that kind of crazy? That's too much power to give to one dude, I feel like. Like a long time ago, Jesus died for our sins, and some dude in Italy can now just call the shots? That seems a little bizarre to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just overthinking it, but it seems strange to me. Also, don't we have a whole book written about what is and is not a sin? And this guy could just change it however he wants? Like the Bible, that's the original text. We got a reference for what is good and what is bad. But the Pope could just change whatever he wants. You know, that's like if you took E.T., <laughs> and just added a scene where the kid fucks the alien. It's like, whoa, you know, the original is good. We don't need to change it, okay? The Pope recently said, he said, you can have sex outside of your marriage. Can you believe that? Thank you, yeah. <laughs> you adulterer. Like, that's adultery. That's like the one thing you don't do. That's like one of the main things you don't do, and he's just like, yeah, you could do it. I think he owes his friend a favor. I think that's what it is. I think his friend is like, look, Francis, uh, I really want to get into heaven, but I really got to fuck other people. Is there anything you could do? And he's like, yeah, well, you know, I'll talk to the bishops. We'll figure it out. We'll get it done. He's very progressive, too, this pope. That's why people like him. He's very progressive with his ideas. 
but he's like suspiciously progressive, you know? Like my theory is that he's this progressive because he just wants to do the things that are considered sins, you know? So he's changing the rules a little bit. Like recently he was like, you can smoke weed and you can have gay sex. Whoa, what's going on at the Vatican? A party, that's what's happening, okay? He doesn't want to feel guilty doing it, so he's just gonna he's just gonna change the rules. You know, next time we see the Pope, he's gonna be like, "Fucking Coke, dude. Coke is not a sin, okay? Coke is cool. It's a m- new part of the holy sacrament. Everyone does Coke now. You cannot be let in unless you do a line. I think that's what's gonna happen with him. The dandruff of Christ. The dandruff of Christ. Thank you. I might have to pay you for that tag. Uh, <laughs> I'm a. I'm a nice guy. I've always been deemed a nice guy by women, which is supposed to be a compliment, but I don't really take it as a compliment because no dude wants to be a nice guy, right? We all want to be bad boys. That's really what we all want to do. But, you know, I'm not fooled at anyone. I'm not a bad boy, okay? I wish I was, but I'm not. You know, if I was a foot shorter, I'd be a Stranger Things character. I'm not a bad boy. <laughs> I'm not a bad boy. I wish I was, though. Because all dudes want to be, and the reason I know I'm a nice guy is because there have been countless amounts of women that hand me their drink when they go to the bathroom. <laughs> I, was, I was under the impression that's like rule number one of being a woman, like don't do that. But they just take one look at me like, Psh, this guy's not doing shit. And they're right, you know. I'm not going to do anything. I couldn't rape a fly. I couldn't. But uh, I may stalk them on Instagram and fantasize about a life with them, but I would never roofie them because I'm a feminist, okay? All right, that's been my time. I'm your co-host. Ah, Let's keep this party rolling with the man who is kind of like a father figure to me. Um, and I love him so much. Give it up for Kelly Evans, everybody. I feel like something bad happened with you and your father. You know, like... I don't feel like that's supposed to be a compliment, you know? He's like, you reminds me of like my dad, because my dad tried to fuck me. I'm like, all right. Uh, <laughs> this guy liked it. Uh, anyway, I, uh, I had red hair until I was five years old. Um, nobody else felt that way. All right. I'm, just, I, I'm happy that it ended. Anyway, um, but the thing is, nobody in my family had red hair, which is kind of strange. And I grew up in the 80s. And so old people, my grandparents especially, like to make this, like, old joke. They'd be like, ah, who gave you the red hair? The mailman? Ha <laughs> ha! You know that fun joke, right? About how my mom's an uncontrollable cheating whore? <laughs> Hilarious. I'm five. What the fuck is wrong with these old people? Holy shit. Seriously. It's all right. They're dead now. So we won, guys. We won. They're dead. They sh- it's good that they're dead, honestly. It is, I mean, I love my grandfather, but at a certain point, he started saying all women are luscious, you know, like to their face. And I was like, time to shut it down, Grandpa. We're time to, we're going to euthanize them, you know? Um, put them in a home. Uh, yeah, it's just, the thing is, you get old and you just, you can't keep, you can't adapt anymore, you know? Like when you're 85, typically, most 85-year-olds can't adapt. And honestly... The good, they shouldn't, because have you seen a 75-year-old man trying to wear ripped jeans and fresh Jordans and saying shit like, I stand Billie Eilish. I'm like, fucking gross. <laughs> All right? I liked it better when he was saying Chinaman, you know? Like, I was like, that's good old racist grandpa. Let's get back to that, huh? It's, uh, you know, you just should die at some point is what I'm saying. Nobody should be alive forever. It's going to be the same way when we get old, you know? We're going to be, like, fucking in our 90s. Like, ah, that guy at the mark, you're like, 
grandpa. Nobody says guy anymore, all right? There are no genders. Shut it down. And then they kill you, you know, as they should. Um, uh, my, uh, my friend was complaining about uh, somebody he's dating who uh, he thinks that she might drink too much. He was like, man, she just drinks all the time. Like, she drinks before she goes to the store. She drinks just doing projects around the house. And I was like, huh. That just sounds like my mom's Saturday, honestly. Yeah. My mom, Debbie, loves two things, boxes of rosé and DIY projects, okay? Give her a glass, you're going to get a mosaic. Fuck yeah, you will, and it's going to be beautiful because she kicks ass, all right? My mom is great. She drinks, and that's fine. You can drink. I don't know why everybody's on everybody's case about it, honestly, including her. She's on her own case about it. She was trying to, like, cut back, you know, because of, like, health reasons and falling asleep at holidays, probably. Um it happens. And uh, so she's been drinking less. And uh, I've noticed that she's been a lot more annoying since she's been sober. Just really, holy shit. Just, she was, she was talking to me and she's trying to lecture me. She was like, you know, please go for it. Uh, she's like, you know, I think you just need to take your life a little bit more seriously. And I was like, you know, I think you just need to take a shot of Bacardi. Okay? <laughs> Fucking get some rum in your system. Holy shit. You are such a drag now. Um, Anyway, uh, I'll finish on this. I, I worked in restaurants for a long time. Make some noise if you worked in the restaurant industry. Yeah, all right, you guys get it. And so this will make sense to you. It, the thing that annoyed me the most wasn't like just people being rude. It was, it was people make this one joke all the time, constantly, whenever you go to clear their plates. You probably know what it is, right? You go to clear the plate. The plate is completely cleared. They say... Uh, exactly. I hated it. I didn't like it, which is the, the we've all heard the joke. I just I wish you would try something. I don't know. You don't have to say anything or you could say something funnier and be original or you could just maybe say the truth. You could just be like, hey, you know what? I was going to make a lame joke about this. And, and then I just realized like I loved it. I mean, obviously I loved it because I licked the fork uncontrollably, which made everybody at the table very awkward. And it's just, I don't, these people, I don't even know these. Why am I trying to impress these dumb people around me that I call family, you know? And like, see, it's just, I, I have like an empty vessel. I'm just trying to fill with love and attention that nobody will give me in my life because I'm like the fun dad or the bad jokes dad or whatever, you know? It's just like, why can't I just be honest with you and just try to like be an honest person? Just say like, I really appreciate your service and it was an amazing experience and that you were a really, really, really great person. <sighs> and then I would say, uh, you got room for cheesecake, huh? All right, that's my time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Kelly Abbott, somebody give him a hug. Good Lord. Jesus Christ. All right, I mentioned that Kelly is like a father figure to me. This next comedian is like my son. Everybody give it up for Kyle Morrissey. Worst dad ever, ever, everybody. Terrible dad. <laughs> the first thing I said, sorry, complete silence. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> um, I, sorry, I'm really flustered right now. It took me an hour to get here from my house, and I live in the city. <laughs> yeah, people, I don't know, man. People got like a weird look in their eyes now uh, i think i don't make eye contact with people anymore ever since i left quarantine i'm like i'm emotionally distancing myself too uh dude i don't know it it feels like people are really on edge uh it, it, everyone kind of has this weird look in their eyes like they're trying to cope really hard right now just like <laughs> ted lasso is a great show you know it's like Ugh. back up that's gross man 
I I got a I got diagnosed with celiac disease a couple months ago, which was a weird experience because it's so you guys know what that is i have to be i have to be gluten-free i like i have to be gluten-free and it was like a bit of a shock to me um but i did take a 23 and me test recently and it turns out i am 50 percent white woman um on my mom's side i'm exactly 50 percent white woman like perfectly and getting diagnosed with the disease right now is really weird. I went to the doctor and I, I, was, I was just straight up with him. I was like, dude, if it's 1.30 in the afternoon and I have a piece of sourdough bread, I like have to lie down and I get diarrhea. And that's just like one piece of bread in the afternoon. And he was like, all right, well, just so you know, I'm going to play this safe. I'm just going to put it down as COVID-19. Uh and I was, I thought about it. And I was like, no, that's not right. Uh, the only thing that getting COVID-19 and having to be gluten-free have in common is when you, the person, are like, should I tell everybody? Uh, I think I should tell everybody. I think it's my moral responsibility to let everybody know about this through a group text. Hey. This is everyone who uh, I, I was out to eat with the other night. Listen, you probably don't need to get tested. I'm just letting you know, please stop taking me to Olive Garden. <laughs> I'm vaccinated. I don't know what happened. I thought I'd be able to go back to eating breadsticks. Uh, um, I, uh, I, so I, uh, I don't, I don't uh, drink alcohol. Um, it's just, uh, I mean, I, I used to, let's just, I, I used to, and, uh, I, it's just more convenient that I, I black out really easily. That's what it is. I black out really easily. And I, it's cause I tell, I, I tell people I'm Irish, but, uh, I, I, what I tell myself is just, I'm a weak little pussy bitch who needs to try harder. That's all. And it hasn't really worked. So I've, I've gone with the alternative and it is nice to not have to, like, do the whole scramble, like, what the fuck happened last night after you wake up. I just, I, I eventually started calling it self-journalism. You just have to conduct a bunch of interviews. But, like, hey, where were you the night I uh, tried to kiss your girlfriend on the lips? Huh? Where were you? No, you weren't there. That's why I'm asking. Or, oh, okay. You go there often? You going to be there next week? <laughs> uh... It's no good way to end this. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Kyle Morrissey. Bread makes his tummy hurt, and he doesn't drink alcohol. What a pussy, am I right? Jesus Christ. How much of a pussy could you be? Okay, this next comedian honestly scares me, but I love him. Everybody give it up for Dorian Trung, everybody. Um, how come there aren't more uh, female mass shooters? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a guy would just shoot another man for nothing. You know what I mean? Like, someone would just cut me off in traffic. <sighs> Guess I'm going to risk it all. And we do it hella casual, too, you know? We shoot the other guy sideways like this. 
I'll regret this for the rest of my life. I'm the only one. You know, I feel like a women go through the same thing as the rest of us, you know, but they have it way worse. Right, ladies? You hear I me, mean? guys? Like, pretend, okay, pretend, picture every single person that you don't like right now and just pretend that every day these people are actively trying to fuck you. Like, ugh. Man, like how many days will you last before you're like, stay the fuck back, man? All right, I guess you guys don't like shooting jokes. Um, the reason I said this is because I recently uh, ended a relationship with someone, and I was terrified, you know what I mean? Like when I, when I end a relationship with a woman, it's never sad. They're just mad. It's, n- it's never, how could you? It's all like, how dare you? You know? Like, I get it. Like, dating me is like uh, volunteering at a soup kitchen, you know? Like, you're, you're the better person. If everything goes well, you know, my, my life is better for it. But when it goes bad, like, picture me just drinking the soup, like, mm, this soup got no salt and no ass. Uh, the other day, I was thinking about how I could uh, end toxic masculinity, you know, because I was trying to get some pussy. And I, I know how to do it. I just don't know if I can, you know? Because uh, I think in order for us to get rid of toxic masculinity, we're going to have to gather up and lock up all the mothers out there. Like, where did you think I learned that shit from? From my absent father? <laughs> like, like, it's not my fault when I was like two years old and the most important woman in my life was like, oh, you're the most beautiful child ever. You want some titty? <laughs> Bye, mom. No. Um, you know. Oh, I had one more joke on that. Whoops. You know, you might. You know, today you might have like half a shaved head, but one day you might catch yourself in a park and a little girl is gonna be chasing your little boy around. Well, what are you gonna do at that moment, miss? Are you gonna tell your son about feminism? Probably not. You're gonna be like, Timmy, come here. You stay away from that whore. Uh, are you anybody here? Um, <laughs> anybody here religious? No, I used to be until I got kicked out of church for uh, asking the inappropriate questions. You know, there was a scandal in my church, so we had to get a meeting together. And, uh, everybody t- got together, and a lady walked to the front of the church, and she was like, "It's come to our attention that the pastor tried to kiss a grade schooler." Whoa. And I felt like there was a very important question that no one was asking, so I raised my hand and asked it. Like, are we talking about like a 12th grader or like a third grader? And they immediately kicked me out of the church. <laughs> Till this day, I don't know the answer to that question. I've been meaning to go back to uh, just ask the pastor himself directly because, you know, he's still there. All right, that's my time. Thanks. What's up, man? Back, people. Yeah. yeah. And I'm gone just as fast. Everybody, give it up for Rudhul. That's a hot Harson, everybody. I butchered that name. <laughs> bark, 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 bark. All right, I'm sober. I don't know why you fucking nerds do comedy sober. It's, it's gay. <laughs> uh, what's up, guys? All right. 
Uh, you guys hear um, of this, uh, you know, Trump, <laughs> like, just recently was like, um, you know, the young Jews out there, they don't fuck with Israel anymore. Israel, they're, they're really not fucking with the, that ethno state, state. There can only be one ethno state, and it's America. Um, <laughs> and everyone got mad. Like, I mean, if anyone's going to fucking know New York Jews, it's going to be a fucking billionaire. <laughs> Um, Israel or Palestine? Not in like war or anything, like just like in a soccer game with like rockets. <laughs> if they had like a soccer game with rockets, who would win? Israel or Palestine? I think I'm going Palestine. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, and like, yeah, Trump was like, you know, he doesn't fuck with Israel anymore because he's, I don't think he like knows where Palestine is. I think he's just like, they fucked me over on too many contracts. Okay. <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> All right. Um, I can't believe, you know, it's, it's surprising why people truly believe that the entire American population is going to get vaccinated. Like, we're the same country that, like, threw out tea and dressed up as Native Americans. You know how petty you have to be to throw out tea? You just be like the Indian people and just be like, hey, I fuck with the British thing. I like the chai. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not doing any jokes for you guys. <laughs> um, um, uh, what do you guys fear more, God or death? Neither. Interesting. God or death? God or death? God? Okay. Okay. Now that we're all acquainted, um, get ready to die. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Want to hear my impression of Gandhi and MLK meeting each other? I have a dream that one. Shut up, Darky! <laughs> he hated black people. I don't know if you ever met an Indian person. They hate black people. <laughs> um, contrary to the rest of my act, I actually don't like racism, guys. <laughs> I don't like racism because I I want people to hate me for me. Like, I don't want people to, you know, judge me for the color of my skin, but because I'm racist. <laughs> All right. Uh, I hate finding cocaine in my fentanyl. Like, I'm trying to die, not have a good time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wait, are you guys, wait, are you guys on a date or something? Or, okay. The dogs are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time I like to g meet a girl, like, I like go on like a pre-date, get to know her better, like earlier. Like, a, like you know, get to know, you know, I guess you call me a pre-dator. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I want to kill myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, everybody's talking about antibodies nowadays, antibodies. And like, I don't like my auntie's body. She's like 80 years old. <laughs> That got what I deserved. All right, uh, I'm gonna try one more and then I'll fuck off because I hate you all. Uh, <laughs> what's it called? Um, you guys know if you watch the movie Shrek backwards, it's the Incredible Hulk. Uh, yeah. Wait, fuck it, one more. I'm running the light. I'm doing one more. All right, just one more. Please, Ian. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> now I won't. Okay. Um, what is science? What is science? I did a bunch of nerds and a bunch of dorks on amphetamines. Just fucking throwing a spaghetti of ideas at the wall. 
like hoping something sticks, you know? Like what I'm trying to say is that Joe Rogan is a scientist. Not a good one, but you know, a scientist. All right, um, you guys are cool. Uh, my name's um, Hunter Uniac. <laughs> yeah. Give the guy for a roll, everybody. Take your fucking prop with you. <laughs> Leave a chair up there. Take, take, take it with you, seriously. Motherfucker. He says, I'm sorry, Ian, for the light when I'm hosting right now. And he leaves a fucking chair up here. Piece of shit. I love you, buddy. Everybody, this next comedian is a very funny lady. People, start applauding right now for Lauren Kraut. Thank you. Okay, I got to say it. Nobody else has mentioned the bananas in the room. <laughs> just sitting three bananas laying here and just gasping for breath. All right. Um, I got some new material. I typed a sentence on my computer today. That would have been cool. And then the computer red underlined woulda. It's like that's a word. I would have gone to the store, but I missed the bus. It would have been fun like that. Shit. <laughs> I always do that. I get so far with the new joke, and then it's like, okay, what comes next? All right, um, that would have been a good joke, but I fucked it up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Let's see if we can do better with this one. Um, I used to be more in touch with my body. And not in that way. Must everything be about sex with you people? Jeez. No, I mean the awareness that you have when you do yoga or exercise. I don't know. I don't do that kind of shit. I pretty much live in my head. Is this on? Um, and don't take that the wrong way either, you twisted lot. I mean, I, I have conversations in my head that I try to understand things. Like, that guy, is, he's, looks like he's arguing. Is he mad about me? No, he's probably crappy like that. Are you sure? I think it's me. Well, I know what I am in touch with my feelings, and I can feel that you wanted a better ending for that joke. So <laughs> I'll work on it and get back to you. Um, I wrote this joke and had this phrase today. No, I don't want to do that one. Um, fuck you. As a public service announcement, here are some guidelines to follow if you ever find yourself in a psych ward. Surprise, but you didn't see that coming. Maybe you did. One, share your Rice Krispies when asked. This is not the place to make enemies. Pick your fights. Snap, crackle, and pop do not warrant a black eye. Peanut butter, Captain Crunch, I stab a bitch. Oh. Two, when your doctor asks, do you have a suicide plan? Tell her it's still at Kinko's. You make copies for everyone. Do not offer her $5 to go pick it up. And three, do make friends with the phlebotomist. That's the guy who takes your blood. I find whenever a man wants to stick something into me, it's best to be on a first name basis. If you have any questions, see me after the show. Okay, I still got time? No? Okay, one more in. Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, I wrote this. Oh, no, I said no. 
That's uh, that's all my time. Thank you. Somebody eat the bananas. Lauren, Lauren, I'm gonna call you Lauren right now because I want to draw blood. <laughs> or do I? <laughs> I'm gonna call you Lauren right now because I just want to draw blood. <laughs> Everybody, this next comedian, I haven't seen him in years, and I ran into him on Wednesday. I fucking love this guy. You guys are gonna love him too. Everybody, Jackson McBriar. Thank you. Uh, it feels good to be alive again. I've been a lazy piece of shit for the last two years. And I'm allowed to do that because I'm a cripple, but like I still feel bad about it because like I hold myself to the stan same standards as everyone else, but they don't hold me to those standards. I'm like, yeah, I know I get away with being a lazy piece of shit, but I don't want to be. Like I want to be an actual human being again. And like I don't like the term a uh, man whore. I like the term uh, freelanced oral specialist. I'm very good with my mouth. I. My girlfriend and I broke up recently, and she called me yesterday to have sex with me because no one's been able to make her come, and I can do that because I'm better than most people, um, and that's great, but dating in a wheelchair means I have to be so much better than everybody else just to fuck the same relative amount, and that's fucking suck. Like, I am much prettier than most guys who eat pussy well. Like, just look at my fucking face. Like, it's okay. Like, I know I'm pretty. You know how I know I'm pretty? I'm a cripple who fucks regularly, who's a dude. Like, if you're a chick and you're a cripple, you'll get fucked all the time, because all I have to do is lie there and get fucked. I do push-ups on my bed, because when the fuck else are you going to make that motion? Come on, practice how you play, people. Hey. Yeah, I, I'm a man whore, it's fine. Cripples are very popular in the BDSM community. Something about being dominated by a guy who can't chase you is super comforting. My safe word's always the same, it's always run. <laughs> I speak well, I fuck well, and I cook well. So I make a really good boyfriend for someone in their 20s, but I'm 30 something and I'm like, fuck, I need to be better at more things. That's just how I feel. Uh, like, I guess that joke doesn't land, but it's true to my life. You know, a lot of, of my friends are trans folks and, you know, they have the pronoun thing. And I'm like, is it disrespectful to be like, my preferred pronoun is daddy? Okay, that, that is good. Okay. I, I wrote that all the way here and I was like, does that work? Also, I never, I was never into being called daddy because women would say things like, you know, do you want me to call you daddy? I'm like, no, that's not really my thing. And then the woman said, can I call you daddy? That's a totally different question. Because now it's about me helping you come. And yeah, I'm down. Fuck it. Like, yeah, call me daddy. If that gets you off, if that gets you there, I'm happy to play the game. If you go to a strip club in a wheelchair, it's better. But I never really went to strip clubs. Because I was like, I can go to a regular club. Your girlfriend will give me a lap dance. I get that shit for free. Like, I never understood the appeal. But I, my friend works at a strip club. And I'm like, fuck, I can get paid to go to a strip club? Like... Do you have any idea how nice it is to roll in with your own chair and be like, hi, I brought my own chair, it's good. I would love to have an app where I just roll to bars and I take your girlfriend home. It's, uh, uh, if, you know, I've been thinking about this, like how many, I've been thinking about this, like how many orgasms do you need to give a person before you ask them, hey, do you want to do wheelchair fetish porn with me? I'm guessing 21, no 22, because there's a busting joke in there. I can't, okay, fuck, I guess I thought that would land, it didn't. Um, fuck the disabled, I mean it.
Janet Jackson, everybody. Call him daddy. Good Lord. Good for him. Okay. You guys still got the energy? Okay. You people with the dogs, you having fun? You don't, you don't regret leaving? Because you can't leave now, okay? You don't have any choice. Okay, let's keep this show rolling with a very funny man. Keep it running for Colin Braun, everybody. Woo! <clears throat> the other night, uh, Jackson was at an uh, open mic that I was at. Uh, don't talk during my set, but uh, you know, I work in uh, I work in commercial construction. What we do is we build office buildings, schools, civic centers, public facilities, and something that we deal with a lot is uh, Americans with disability requirements, and we have to really make sure that we maintain what is called a path of travel for accessibility. And I find it very ironic that uh, Jackson keeps getting in my way at these open mics. You know, just because I have full functionality in my legs does not mean that I should not be able to use the bathroom. I am an American. All right. I would have said these at that other mic, but he left early, and you, you don't make fun of someone behind their back wheels. Thank you. <clears throat> um, I wrote a lot of new jokes, and I tried them all out. I did four mics in a night, and they all did well. Um, and so these are all the new jokes that aren't good. That song, Super Freak, was written about a specific woman. How is she? <laughs> Has anyone checked in on her? Last I heard from her, from about her, last I heard about her was that she was all right. With one guy. All right. <clears throat> I said they were new. I did not say they were good. What do anime weirdos on the internet and Middle Eastern cooking have in common? Chickpea. This one, okay, this one I'm, I'm, I'm still fleshing it out and I feel like it could be very good. Um, and I feel like, you know, when we talk about, a lot of the things that comedians do is talk about ethics and nuances. You know, we live in a society of laws, but laws are not always about what is right. I mean, is it ethical to steal bread to feed your starving family? Is it ethical to beat up a man who's selling candy to children with the hopes of molesting them? Is it ethical to kill a loaf of bread enchanted by a warlock which came to life and raped your starving family? I don't know. Maybe we should just avoid carbs. All right, my co- Fuck. Uh, the other day, it was a Saturday. My husband woke up early, and he went to the kitchen to make coffee. And he came back to the bedroom. He said, Colin, you left the front door unlocked all night. We could have been raped in our sleep. And I feel like one of us would have woken up. while getting raped. My husband, uh, his name is Kyle, he's a doctor, um, and I'm, I'm an engineer in construction, and that sucks because uh, the most impressive thing I can do 
is say at some point in 2025 with a plus or minus of six months, I can tell you about when a quarter million dollars worth of air conditioners will be delivered. Yesterday, my husband performed CPR on a baby who had been born two minutes prior and saved its life. I don't know what blood pressure means. Is that me being out of time? Yeah, you finished it. Um, oh, shit. I don't know. Oh, okay. So as a as an engineer, well, as a doctor, you know, people will ask, "Oh, Kyle, what's it like working during the pandemic, a global health crisis? Kyle, what's it like to save a, a child's life? Kyle, what's it like to lose a child, patient, and me as a gay comedian in construction engineering?" The question that I get the most is, "Colin, how did you get this number?" <laughs> My name is Colin Braun. Thank you very much. Colin Braun, the super freak, everybody. That's him himself. Okay. Right. For this next comedian, I need everybody to be very quiet. Very quiet, because you're going to want to listen to every single word that he says. He's got a lot of power and presence on the mic. Everybody put your hands together for Newman Shake, everybody. Come on, trace the globe and shake the Intro kind of Just turned me on, so I don't know if this is a very powerful presence for you guys. Um, are you gonna share that Jack Daniels or not? I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I gotta drive home, but no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And then that was like on air. Like I can't fucking. This is weird. That's not. That's not a good idea. Uh. Okay. Interesting. Um, is anybody here into astrology? This is like a sausage fest, so probably not. Uh, yeah, that was like, are you into astrology, ma'am? Okay, great. You're not going to like this joke. Uh, I don't know. I'm not into astrology myself. Uh, I, don't, I don't like it when people use it to like make excuses for the problem they have. Like uh, one of my friends... Uh, she threw up in my car like three times this weekend, and she's like, Newman, I'm just a Virgo. And I was like, no, Jan. Okay. And I was like, no, Jan, you're an alcoholic. Like, you need help. And um, I don't know. I feel like we're getting... He's going to yak. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, I feel like we're going to get to a point in our lives where like uh, people are going to use astrology as like a legal defense. Like, there are going to be people in court. Like, you know what? Yeah, my client did kill eight people. But you know what? He's an Aries. They're Leos. Shit happens, you know? <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I'm I not into astrology, but, like, I get it. Because, like, I believe in Panda Express fortune cookies. You know? Because those fortunes are very positive fortunes. Which I guess they kind of have to be. Like, it'd be weird for you to, like, walk into Panda Express buy a meal, open the fortune cookie, and it just says, like, watch your back. And then you just paid for a threat. And that's not nice. I don't know. I got a fortune recently that said, um, everything's gonna turn out okay. So I didn't pay my rent this month. I'm homeless now. I don't know. Uh, I'm into reality TV. I love reality TV. Mostly because it makes me feel about how I'm doing better as a person. 
like uh like um yeah like as i said i'm like homeless right now but um i watched that show uh, my strange addiction and you know like at least i'm not addicted to licking urinals you know like, if that's how low the bar is I, like i'm killing it right now doing very well for myself and uh yeah like i, I don't know if you could tell i'm a pretty stupid person i'm, I'm dumb as fuck but uh, i watched that show naked and afraid and i was like i'm not that dumb i'm not that stupid even shows that are like designed to make you feel bad, like The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Like uh, my friends watch that show, and they always complain. Like everybody on that show is like so hot and stuff. But you know that show makes me feel a lot better about myself, cause like I see all these like hot people still needing the help of like a major TV network to get laid. And I was like, you know, like I never stood a chance. Like uh, it just makes me feel better about the fact that I'm gonna die alone. Um, last joke. Uh, I'm Muslim, which means I'm a terrorist. Um, not, not. I don't think I'd be a good terrorist. You know, I, I don't. I'd be late to the meetings, and yeah. Um, also, like, I'm a very chilled out guy, and I don't think like ISIS is. Like, I listen to reggae. Like, I don't think. Like, I don't think like. I don't think like Bob Marley's like jamming was playing while they're like plotting 9/11. You know, like I don't think that was the soundtrack to it. All right. Good night, guys. Newman Shake. He's a homeless terrorist. First of his kind. Good for him. Okay, uh, we're going to keep this show rolling, everybody. Put your hands together for Brian John. Hey, what's up, everybody? Wild crowd tonight. Have you know? Let me try that again. Now that I've got all your attention, it's waiting on my every word. Have you noticed that since the start of the pandemic, it seems like everyone's having a contest to see who can move to the shittiest place? <laughs> yeah. It, you're, someone's like, oh, I'm you know, moving to Austin. I'm like, oh, Austin, fuck, that's child's play. I'm moving to Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> for what I'm paying for a one bedroom in SF, I can get an entire paper mill. <laughs> Someone else is like, oh, Raleigh, fuck that. That's child's play. I'm moving to Flint, Michigan. I hear the women there are thirsty. <laughs> but, you know, I'm still in San Francisco. I love San Francisco. You know, where else can you get a T-shirt that says, I love my pussy in size men's medium? Maybe a pet store? I don't know. Uh, San Francisco is getting a little rough, though, lately. I, um, a lot of crime. Have you, uh, has anyone tried the Citizen app? So the Citizen app tells you all the crime that's happening in real time around you, and I uh, don't recommend it. It just like I'll stress you the fuck out. Like <laughs> you'll be out walking, having a good day, and then your phone will ding, and it'll be the Citizen app. It'll be like 1,000 feet away, man holding baseball bat, yelling at cars. Like oh shit! And so you like walk the other way. Your phone dings again. Ding, Citizen, 500 feet away, woman on fentanyl reenacting Macbeth with actual human skull. Like oh god! And so you keep turn around, keep walking. Ding. Zero feet away. Man staring at Citizen App while exposing himself. Wow, this thing's good. I better put this away. Sorry, ma'am. I didn't see your kids. Thanks for reporting it. <laughs> Ding. Zero feet away. Comedian stealing show. Yeah, it's crime's legal on SF. Chester Boudin's DA. I'll fucking steal every show I'm on. Even if I kill, they'll just let me back out onto the street. 
I've installed this fucking joke. What are you going to do about it? Cops aren't going to do shit. <laughs> Search me, bro. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, but uh, after using the Citizen app, I decided it was time to do a digital detox, you know, too much tech shit. So I gave up on my smart things. Um, I realized I was checking my phone over 100 times a day. I realized I should be checking other things that much, like my white privilege. You know, if only they made an app for white privilege, I would probably check it a lot more. Oh, wait, they do. It's called Nextdoor. <laughs> Ding, it's Nextdoor. Time to check my privilege. Oh, looks like my neighbors are moving to Raleigh. <laughs> so uh, as part of my digital detox, I gave up all social media. The only thing I'm uh, allowing myself to use is the original form of social media, Craigslist. Back to, back to the roots. So if you like this performance, you could follow me um, on Craigslist at my Craigslist handle at Craigslist Mail Relay 120875UET0011114111130D80G3685423. Zero zero one 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 <laughs> That's all lowercase, except for one of the T's. But if you follow me, uh, I will follow you home from the Safeway parking lot, or as the case may be, unsafeway. The other day I was walking home from the Safeway parking lot, um, and I saw I got the t-shirt that says, I turn coffee into code. I thought, oh, I could use a shirt like that that says, and our, and actually my uncle could use a shirt like that that says, I turn Jack Daniels into domestic violence. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I got to make a little mention up here. There's no drinking allowed to mutiny radio. All right. You know, uh, it's just a legal thing. People got in trouble here once in a while. I was actually here for that show. I'm sure it, was, it was the weirdest fucking show in the world that I, I ever did. I was brand new to comedy. I was, telling my, I was asking my buddy Ethan Albers, who uh, lives in Portland anymore, so he's dead to me. And um, he pretty much, you look like you live in Portland. You should be laughing at that. Do you live, are you from Portland? It's, it's the boots. It's the boots. But um, like, yeah, I was brand new to comedy, and um, I was talking about buddy Ethan Albers. Like, Ethan, I, I've only done one show. I'm three months in. How do I get booked on more shows? And he tells me, actually, Pam had a dropout for a show. I can drive you over there. I'm like, fuck yes. Thank you, Ethan, so much. He brings me over here. As soon as I get here, Pam, who's a sweetheart, comes up to me and goes, hi, you're Hunter. I met you once before. Um, here are five beers and an adult diaper. Wear the adult diaper. And I go, what the fuck? She goes, it's for the show. I put it on the show. The gimmick of the show was we had to chug the four beers before our set wearing the adult diaper. If we pissed ourselves, the audience won a prize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Worst part is, like, I did it, and, like, I put on the diaper, and, like, I don't know if you guys have ever worn a diaper as an adult, but nobody's ever put on a diaper themselves. So I put the diaper on myself wrongly. And I had a huge gaping tear right here. And it's when I first started doing comedy, so I haven't gotten laid in a fucking year. So it's full bush. Full bush. My pubes look like Lauren Kraut's hair. All right? And I get up there, I take off my pants, half my dick's hanging out. All right? Fuck you, Jackson. <laughs> And I have to piss myself on stage and make it into the diaper. And I don't know if you know when you have your dicks out the diaper, 
It might come out the diaper. It didn't. It might, okay? Give me some fucking dignity but my pissing myself joke. And it goes on. And meanwhile, there are two undercover cops right there and right there. And they're watching the entire fucking show. Some person, everybody give him my bonds. I'm talking about me pissing myself, my bonds. <laughs> That's why he ignores me. <laughs> Motherfucker, we're not, there's plenty of time. You're trying to like walk the host off while I'm talking about pissing myself? What the fuck? So that happens. The uh, two undercover cops who pretend to come with us to a house party, and that's how Mutiny Radio is no longer allowed to drink alcohol. <laughs> it's a weird fucking story. Ladies and gentlemen, this next comic tried to light the fucking house. Give it up for him right now. Life of a dog, get out of bed. Panting tongue, hanging out of your head. Uh, we're having some crazy weather. You know why alcoholics love this kind of weather? The possibility of mudslides. Um, so you notice there's a dating apps with like for certain people they you know that what won't work is a vegan dating app. Have you ever like tried to meet? Okay, you know what's so hard about dating a vegan chick off that you meet off Tinder is they don't let you just go meet them. They always want you to go beyond meet them. <laughs> All right, so you ever have somebody want to stay with you, like at your at your house, but you don't really trust them, but you want to seem cool, so you just gotta uh, bitch proof your house. Like, take all the shit that's valuable, it means anything, just put it like in a storage unit or something. That way they go snooping around, they're not gonna find nothing good. You're gonna go raid your fridge, it's gonna be food bank food. Go through your Meta's cabinet, it's gonna be regular Tylenol and fucking Zoloft and anti antidepressants. Fucking Zoloft, sounds like it would be fun, but it's really not fun. Sounds fun, because it got like the Z, like Xanax, you know? There's a loft. You can even get it like girl name, like Molly. Call it that Zoe. Yo, bro, you got that Zoe? You know that 101? Um, anybody uh, collect energy rocks? Like the ones that have uh, like mumbo jumbo powers in them? The stones or whatever? Crystals? Yeah, so I found out how to get the energy rocks to work for you. You gotta convert that energy into its BD form. So you get all of the rocks, put them in, in like a shrine, you call it the BDE shrine, and you say a prayer over the rocks. Bless me with a bitch. You wanna know when uh, Mexican food is not authentic if you're at a Mexican restaurant? All their uh, Selena posters are really Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> some, some people will say that dating a chola is a red flag. I wouldn't say all the time. Sometimes, sometimes it's a blue flag essay. Um, you know that show Bar Rescue? I want to see him go to a gay bar. They were like, "There's shits on these dicks. Don't you wipe your ass?" <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anybody love history? White people? Anybody? White people love history. I always love the spinoffs, like Salem Witch Trials and Donner Party and. Remember the Titans? That was my favorite parts of the history. Um, white people love history because they think they're Nicolas Cage trying to crack codes. They're like flipping through dusty books, like, how are we going to get slavery back? There's got to be a way. 
Yeah. It's our manifest destiny. Doesn't uh, manifest destiny just sound like the whitest music on the world? Like Swedish heavy metal? Like manifest destiny. Um, and you ever bitch proof your house and get all your valuables out? You can't do that with a tweaker. They're like Yosemite Sam, 49er. They're like, there's copper in them, their walls. All right, that's fine. This is fun, guys. This is fun. I'm saying that's fun. Well, the last two audience member also members are walking out going, this is not fun, guys. <laughs> Joking. Guys, thank you so much for joining. Everybody, applaud them. Weren't they great? They sat in the back corner. I, I was more in love with the dogs. Like, the, the dogs left, guys. That's, uh, the dogs are on their date. Sorry, this next comedian was coming up. I was last night smoking a cigarette with him, and he walked up and talked to a drunk driver. Yeah, so take that what you will. Everybody, give it up for Paulo. San Francisco, hello. Hello, so to diagnose you with COVID-19, um, I'd first like to say, you are people holding a million dollar check the size of a silver Prius. That's a lot of money. Are you prepared for this situation now, ASMR? My name is Paolo, but my slave name is actually Malcolm Gladwell. That's 10,000 hours. Isn't that quite the duration, Malcolm Gladwell? People, reading is very, very painful. Looking into my notes here, because I'm not actually a comedian, I'm more it. I'm more of the Negroni to your rooftop. I'm more of the wheelchair to your paraplegic. I'm the lesbian to your Misty May, the lesbian to your Hope Solo. And it takes me into, um, I was going to say something. Okay, so, all right. Guys, we live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Beautiful. Golden Gate Bridge. People jumped off it. Fuck it. Oakland, tons of black. San Jose. The sharks, people. So, has any of you have any any of you watched NHL hockey? And you're like, why the fuck are these brute white men just fighting each other? The referees subtly pushing you them away. NHL. And Steve Jobs once said, Malcolm Gladwell, skate to where the puck is gonna fucking be. Here at Muni Radio. Pam Benjamin, you're so hot, so cute. A burnt victim fucked Wigglypuff into my notes here on my iPhone 12 designed in Cupertino. And we're talking about Rucker Park. I have four minutes. Thank you. Rucker Park. All right. Thank you. I have four minutes. All right. Rucker Park. All right. Rucker Park, my little skit. Okay. I'm not Dave Chappelle. Calm down. Rucka Park in Harlem, New York. So this is me in a park. I um this Rucka Park. I feel I feel the wind. I feel the gust. I feel the breeze. I feel the storm. 
The leaves are changing color. The benches are green. Some chipped off. I'm at the park with my friend in New York City in Harlem, New York. Please. Are, are you ready to leave? I ain't ready to leave. Are you ready to leave? I ain't ready to leave. Are you ready to leave? I ain't ready to leave. So thank you. People with a million dollar check the size of a silver Prius, I'm Paolo, Malcolm Gladwell. Thank you. That's the second time I didn't put my fist before I brought up. So I'll keep my fist up here. And Kushman, you're new to the stage, so I'll let you know. When you, the host pews you up, you fist bump him or he gets sad. Everybody, give it up for Kushman. Like a pro with a fist bump. Thank you so much. What's up, guys? My name's Kushman. Uh, it's made up of two words, Kush and man. So you know my parents weren't really creative, but they got the job fucking done. Uh, yeah, I just recently moved to like the South Bay area, and I chose to draw, drive to San Francisco on a Friday or in the evening today. And I did not realize that Google Maps can like stop bothering to reduce the ETA. It just kept increasing the time, like 6.10, 6.11, 6.13. 6.15, and by the time I found parking, 7. Which is why I got here so late, guys. But uh, yeah, I recently moved to the South Bay, and it was a lot of fun. Though I don't know why they've complicated a very basic thing in my house, like fucking windows. Who the fuck came up with shades, guys? Like, think about it, curtains are so much easier and like better to use. Like, like if you have to open shades, what do you have to do? You have to like go there, and then like this, and then this. Why? Why do you have to go hit, like crouching tiger hidden dumbass onto it? You know what you have to do with curtains? Like this. Isn't it so much easier? And then there's the other thing you have to do with blinds if you want to like, you know, slightly open them. Like, what the fuck man? Who was the guy who had such a beautiful view and he was like, ah, that's too much beauty. You know what would help? Lines. But uh, yeah, and like the third problem I have with shades is they let in so much light. Like what the fuck? So I used to sleep like a normal human earlier, like, you know. But recently, and I'm not making this up, I have started sleeping like this. Just to protect myself. Like a distorted Egyptian mummy. Or uh, yeah, like some people have resting bitch face. I have resting face palm. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, uh, wait, let me just check into my notes because uh, like a noob, I've forgotten what I was about to say. But uh, yeah, so at the end of the year is coming up soon, guys. And I just realized that on my insurance, I get like a free checkup every year, just like my car. So I went to my free full body service. And uh, my doctor suddenly asked me like, oh, do you want to get tested for STDs? Like, oh, um, yeah. I haven't had sex recently, but like I wanted my doctor to think my life was happening. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I've recently started stand-up comedy. Uh, I think I've kind of figured it out. Uh, the secret to stand-up comedy is you have to be an asshole, but you can't be a big asshole. Like you can't be Jake Paul or you can't be Donald Trump. You have to be a little asshole 
the way catholic priests prefer it <laughs> i'm sorry about that guys yeah uh i am yeah uh, that's my time thank you so much guys Comedy rock block, everybody. You ready? All right, this next comedian, he comes from Santa Rosa, I believe. So give him a really, really, really warm welcome. Keep it going for Tego Lopez, everybody. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, all right. All three of you, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, oh, where was the dude that was there? Damn it. I got looking at him with the mask on. He looks like if Dane Cook never made any money. He has, that, <laughs> he has that kind of look on his face, man. Oh, man. Oh, I got the COVID vaccine. And look what happened to my dick. No. Fucking mutated. Oh, God. That's good. All right. We're good. We're having fun, aren't we? Yeah. Fuck, dude. Oh, God damn it, dude. My dad says, dude, my, I was talking to my dad the other day. And he was telling me about drugs because he used to do a lot of drugs. And he says, Poppy, I don't sniff the cocaine anymore. I thought it was so funny that he says the word sniff. He doesn't say, yeah. He's like, you, don't, you can't go around puppy sniffing the cocaine. Like, it's like, you know, which makes sense because he would always tell me, puppy, sometimes you got to stop and you got to snort the roses. <laughs> oh, Dad, I think you're doing that wrong. I think you're doing that really, really wrong. I was watching this, um, this show, the David Attenborough. You guys know David Attenborough? Fucking love him, dude. And the majestic tiger in the bush about to mole the man. I love him. And he talks about birds and he was talking about mating rituals. And there's this one bird that his mating ritual is he has to clean his room. Like he has a little area and he has to make it immaculate. And if it's not immaculate, the female doesn't, the female flies away. Doesn't, yeah, yeah. Doesn't give him the, the, the pussy, the, the birdie pussy, right? And uh, I think that's the scientific term. Uh, and I, I thought about it. I was like, dude, if my, my sex life depended on me having my room immaculately clean, I'd be a fucking virgin, man. I'd be, I'd be fucked, dude. Oh, my God. And then some of them have to do, like, these perfect dances. That would be so cool. If, like, you had to, like, in order to meet a girl, like, you took her home, and before you took her to the bedroom, you had to, like, and she's just watching you, and you make one mistake. She's like, no. <laughs> Can't see. You're like, oh, all right, this is all, I'll practice. I'll practice. Oh, my God, dude. I've been hearing a lot of uh, Italian news. and I'm, I'm trying to learn different languages. I'm hearing Italian news. I'm hearing German news. Do you speak Hindi? I learned one thing. I learned two things in Hindi. I learned, uh, uh, which is, my name is Tego, and uh, what is that? Yeah, what is that's it. That's, it's a hard language. It's, it's very difficult. It's a beautiful language. It's very difficult. But I'm learning Italian. Tutti bene? Eh? Molto bene? Un pomeriggio, signore? And uh, I've been learning German. And das ist gut. Das ist very gut. And they're more intense, man. Like Italian news, you hear Italian news and they're talking about the traffic. They're like, Traffico, eh? Traffico bene? Traffico tutti bene? And then the Germans say, more. Hello, there's traffic. There will always be traffic. <laughs> Did you want to go on the autobahn? Nine. You cannot. <laughs> uh, one time I was in uh, I was in LA and I was at a sales conference 
And uh, that's why I'm not in sales anymore because fucking sales conferences. Fucking hate those bitches. <laughs> and uh, it's the last day, and I'm in a Mexican restaurant, and it's just me and it's these two girls sitting in front of me. Just me and two girls. And I hear one girl say to the other, girl, what does a la carte mean? And the other girl, without missing a beat, goes, girl, that's Spanish for on a plate. <laughs> 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 I love that. I, that stayed with me forever. That was like 10 years ago, man. I, I still say that shit. They'll bring me chicken tenders. I'm like, uh, that is a la basket. I need that shit a la carte, guys. All right, guys. My name is Tego Lopez. Thank you very, very much. Give it one more time for your host. Yeah, Tego Lopez, everybody. That was amazing. Great job. Okay. I believe we have two more comedians. We're doing a hard stop. Okay. Well, we got a lovely lady. She's she had to deal with kids or some shit, some bullshit excuse. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. But please keep the energy, everybody, for Ashley Tomagen. Yeah, at the after school program the, the parents were late picking up their kids. I think they were a little drunk from the from the Christmas party they were coming from. And I didn't really care if they died. You know, like, like I don't care if the whole family, I need you to pick up your kid because I want to come and do some fucking comedy, goddammit. It's been a long goddamn day. Yeah, so, um, thank you guys. All right, the sound of music. Maria Von Trapp from The Sound of Music was a fucking dumb hoe. <laughs> she went from preserving her virginity and her life to devote it to the Lord, and she trades it in for a guy with seven kids. Now listen, I'm a teacher, and kids will never be won over that easily if you just sing them a pretty song and teach them some music. Like, like those kids... They were definitely some German Austrian kids that were very well behaved. They're not the kids that I teach in Oakland. You know? <laughs> no. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very unrealistic that, that you sing a song to them and they're just going to all of a sudden not feel bad about putting the frog in your pocket and making you sit on a pine cone. Yeah. I, and, and, I, and I love the sound of music, but I look at it now and I'm like, Maria, you should have aimed higher. Before you guys walked across the Alps, did you make sure that he transferred his account into the Swiss bank? We don't know. She, The cars were gone. They had to walk across the fucking Alps. Climb every mountain. Climb that fucking dick. She went, she went from no dick to some dick, and man, she was all in. So the, he must have ate the pussy good, Captain Von Trapp. He was a sea captain. He was probably gay. Right? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry if I've ruined any of you guys' childhood. I, I know I've ruined my own childhood with that one. You know, Sound of Music. Uh, they're remaking the West Side Story. I, I just want to say one thing. Spielberg, can you stick to what you know? Holocaust movies? No, but I watched the trailer and I wanted it to be shitty. And it was really, it looks so fucking good. God damn it, Spielberg. The last musical he did, he chickened out on. He pulled out so fast. It, uh, Peter Pan was supposed to be a musical, and he changed his mind last minute. So, so I guess he has to redeem himself with West Side Story, which is going to be a hit. 
And I know we had to remake West Side Story because Natalie Wood was a Russian immigrant, not a Puerto Rican one. Yeah, so we gotta make that politically correct. Yeah, I think they should remake Oklahoma. Yeah, they should remake that and, and they should like have it reset in now times. <laughs> so that means everyone's gonna be like, like instead of auctioning, uh, you know, the, them all fighting over the basket for Ada Annie, it'll be like, I don't know, like like like, like a, a hair from Donald Trump or like one of his wigs, you know, they're auctioning it off. Yeah. Okay, guys, uh, musicals. That's my time. Thank you. My name is Ashley Jane Tomagen. Ashley Tomagen, musical humor. You know what? You, you missed a point there. What about Spielberg making a Holocaust musical? You ever think about that? Don't burn me. Don't burn me. Okay. Thank you, everybody. This has been a right, right here in Auschwitz. Okay. Correct. All right, Harold Hill, get back in the booth. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. This has been a roller coaster of a time. I, uh, I love you all. Uh, let's have sex after the show. Thank you very much for coming. Oh, keep it for Chad. Chad on the board, everybody. Running the shit. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, come out next week. There's Monday. There's shows all over the uh, Muni Radio website you could check out. So thank you again. All right. Thank you. I host a show every Thursday at 2 p.m. called My Brilliant Buddies, where we interview smart people about the stuff that they're super experienced in. And so... It's uh, better better than uh, Joe Rogan, I've heard. That's what the, Whoa, no way! That's what the reviews are saying. The, the bar's not set too high. And so... <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Hunter. Give it up for Ian and Hunter, your hosts this evening. Great job filling in. Big shoes to fill. And each of you took one of them. <laughs> hey, my bad about the horn earlier. Oh, uh, I was just no, in, I was just, just in the flow thing. But we yeah, were yeah. figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just one of them things. I feel like great, we could do this. Great same. job running the room. You know, yeah, I appreciate you. Perfect show. You know. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Let's watch full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of YouTube uh, with Michael, Michael Spiegelman. Spiegelman.
Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. Yeah, right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Let's watch full length movies. Let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next month. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Since 1971, the San Francisco Tenants Union has been fighting for the rights of tenants and for the preservation of affordable housing in San Francisco. Starting from the struggle for rent control in the 1970s, the Tenants Union has been the city's leading advocate for tenants. The Tenants Union is supported by membership and counseling donations, and this enables advocacy to be uncompromising and not influenced by pressures from government or other funders. It is a 501c4 since it campaigns for political candidates, so generally donations are not tax deductible, although large donations may qualify. Please visit WFTU.org for more information. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Black, black, plastic. Mutiny Radio. FM. Saturday. Noon to two. Every Saturday. All music. All night. ACLU of California reminds us that we have the right to speak out. Both the California Constitution and the First Amendment to the United States Constitution protect our rights to free expression. There are many questions we face when we decide to organize and speak out. Do we need a permit? Are there limitations? Or when or when can we not demonstrate? What about civil disobedience? 
For all of this information, please check out ACLUNC.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Alex, Ed, can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic. 
to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a patter well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. you visual and auditory.
Laboratory Mind Control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak yelling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. Go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge. 
always five bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen specials. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going right to bitches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Catching a firefly, setting him free. Happiness is being alone every now and then. And happiness is coming home again. 
happiness is morning and evening, daytime and nighttime too. For happiness is anyone and anything at all. It's loved by. Forest was extra dark today as the sun dipped behind some clouds. But Oscar and his dog Crypto had made this trip many times before, so navigation was not an issue. Soon, they came to a bridge and gingerly stepped into its creaking mass of wood. As was his custom, Oscar stopped halfway across to stare at the shallow creek that flowed maybe ten feet below. It was at this point that Oscar realized that they were not alone. Coming from the other end of the bridge between them and their tuna fish sandwiches was icky Larry Teeter. He was with three of his cronies that Oscar vaguely recognized and they were approaching quickly. Oscar considered his options, but there was really nothing the pair could do but hold their ground and hope for the best. The four of them, faster and stronger than any 12-year-old, were all wearing big, unfriendly smiles. Oscar knew that nothing happy was going to take place on the bridge today. Doug the Bug lives in a rug. Doug the Bug lives in a
Black Black Classic Muni Radio FM, where we got the Muni Radio Comedy Festival starting up tomorrow for the uh, alliterative 2020 year. First through the seventh, people, 76 national comedians together, 66 comedy shows, streaming, radio, podcast. 10 in the morning, 10 night, Saturday, Sunday to Saturday, here at the station where you're supposed to be keeping it locked. Mutiny Radio. FM. Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen.
just touched my hands again. It was morning. Little Hollywood. Silent winter night. Bang! A wanton heavy silver door opened. Pita pita pita. A fast moving red shiny slimy creature came in through the door. Bang! The door closed. country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Infected and start dying in the streets, but before they die, parasites eat their brains, and they, so they storm the hospitals looking for treatment. And the hospitals can't handle all the emergencies, so the infected people start strangling the doctors and stripping off their clothing and lighting it on fire in a big pile in front of the hospital. And the flames drive them even crazier, so they start stabbing social workers and garbage men. And then they light the buildings on fire, and a huge wind comes along, and the entire city begins to burn. And then the people who aren't infected yet. The well people, they get pissed off and they start beheading and burning at the stake all of the sick people and breaking into their homes and trying on their underwear. Then everybody takes LSD and gets drunk, smokes PCP and crack, and they go completely out of their fucking minds and they start defecating in the public library. And they march on City Hall and start butt-fucking each other in front of the statue of Sandal Gompers.
So everybody panics and tries to leave the city at the same time, and they trample each other to death on the highway by the thousands, and their corpses are eaten by wild dogs. And the wild dogs chase the rest of the people down the highway, and they pick off the slow ones and the old ones one by one because they're in the fucking fast lane. And the people, the lucky ones who managed to get all the way out of town, realize when they get there that big sparks from the city have lit the suburbs on fire, and the suburbs burn out of control. And thousands of identical homes have identical fires with identical smoke, killing all the soccer moms and gathering.